0: Everyone. welcome to the Brood Thoughts podcast. This is German coming to you today to talk about boxing and the NFL. We're gonna preview the fight on Saturday with Luke Campbell and Ryan Garcia, which would be the first fight of the year uh, in a good one. We'll, we'll do that at the end of the pod. And for now, let's get into the NFL. We have uh, we had an interesting week. 16, and as we go into the last week of the season, uh, here's some things that happened. Here are some storylines from week 16. The first one, Alvin Kamara, six touchdowns in a game where the Vikings needed to play, play better. The Vikings needed to be better. And the Vikings simply weren't. Uh, Mike Zimmer, after the game, said this is the worst defense I've coached, and that I've had. Uh, and I think it's it's more embarrassing when a running back or or a wide receiver goes for big numbers like that because the dude is like right in front of you. You, you got to make a tackle, and it's not like Alvin Kamara is is Barry Sanders or or. Um, this Walter Payton type of running back who's huge and super hard to bring down um they just they just allowed him to do these things which sounds weird I know to say that they let him because it's not like they weren't trying but Six touchdowns in a game that you need to make the playoffs, it's, it's inexcusable. Um, what we saw in that game as well was, one of the things that bothered me was uh, Taysom Hill had a rushing touchdown at the end when when Kamara had five touchdowns. And I, I it bothered me because it, one of the cool things about sports is when a team is able to when a guy, when you're able to watch somebody break a record, whether it's a team record, whether it's a, 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 a like a record in in the league, it's always fun to witness that. And we were almost gonna be able to witness Kamara breaking the record for touch, rushing touchdowns with seven, but they give one of them to Taysom Hill because he rushed it in, and then. In the next possession, Kamara gets his sixth, and it's just uh, an indication of how this season went for Kamara. He had a great season, but Taysom Hill kept taking touches from him, and and he did it in, against the Vikings as well. But the Vikings are officially out. They lost 52 to 33, and so they're, they're done for the season. The second game, the Cardinals needed to beat the 49ers. They played a 49er team that's missing pretty much everybody. But one of the the highlights was uh, George Kittle came back. C.J. Bethard was the quarterback for the 49ers, and the Cardinals couldn't beat C.J. Bethard. What we saw was Kyle Shanahan out-coach um, Kingsbury. We saw him just and and Robert Salah just out-coached him uh, and as as Vance Joseph and, uh, and Kingsbury had no idea what was coming at them and so one of the things I don't I don't, didn't understand and I don't understand watching the Cardinals all year was is how they don't utilize uh, Kyler Murray enough and and I just don't get it I, I, I understand the the Hopkins thing and, and Hopkins is a guy who's good But I think he's a little overrated Which sounds crazy to say But I just, uh, just think he has too many games Where he has like 8 receptions For 30 yards or whatever And Kyler Murray could just break off 11 yard runs, 6 yard runs At any moment in that game The Niners did a better job than in their first Matchup in week 1 But whenever Kyler wanted He had 6 To 11 yards Easy, easy for him to Take advantage of And they just didn't do it enough They didn't put the Niners on a, In a position of They didn't pressure them enough They uh, they didn't pressure their defense enough. They didn't they weren't able to to spread them out like the, the Bills had. And the the Cardinals are able to do that. The Cardinals have the quarterback to be able to spread a team up team up and, and just attack them. And it's almost like they saw the game plan of the Bills. I don't know if they did, but and ignored it That That's what you do against this 49er defense Especially right now When they're completely um, out, You know, undermanned By by a lot But they lost the game That opened the door for The Bills, the Bears That opened the door if The Bears who, who beat the Jaguars The Bears who now are if they win against the Packers, who beat the Titans, if they beat the if the Bears win on Sunday, then the Bears make the playoffs. The Cardinals, who were in 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 the driver's seat, they just had to win, and they were in the playoffs. They got the 49ers, and they everybody, I think that it's. I think only us 49er fans uh, had a, a, a glimpse of, of hope. And even then, when we saw C.J. Beathard was our starter, we're like, yeah, okay, I, I think this is it. But we, you had this this the, the, the Cardinals who were in the driver's seat. You win these two games, you're in the playoffs. They lose to the Niners. The Bears beat the the. The Jaguars, and if the Bears beat the Packers, they're in the playoffs. And now the Cardinals have to beat the Rams. If the Rams, who played the Seahawks and t- such a terrible played game, very sloppy, and these two teams might play in the first round, the ba- if the Rams lose, if the Rams lose on Sunday. To the Cardinals and and the Bears win, you have the Rams out and the Bears and Cardinals in. So it, it's just th- this whole thing that's now in motion as we see the the playoff picture. Hopefully, I, we'll, we'll, we'll we'll make it a little clear, more clear, as clear as we can make it uh, at the end of the of this. So now we have let's talk about the Chiefs a little bit. The Chiefs who barely beat the falcons it was a 17-14 game it was close throughout and surprise surprise the falcons lose because they their kicker couldn't make a field goal at the end of the game to tie the game send the game into overtime the falcons are clearly out the, the falcons are clearly not out in terms of the playoffs because they've been out the Falcons have clearly checked out they they, they played a little good for their the interim coach a little bit but that's kind of over, they're ready, it's the whole 1-2-3 Cancun thing and the Chiefs keep having these type of games we we said it last week, the Chiefs are suspect, for me Uh, and and we use the word sus, they're sus because it's just, uh, there's just something It's just just not completely there It's something off about this team And so it It just makes me Doubt a little bit The Chiefs top to bottom Are probably the best team in the NFL But the Chiefs are A team that play these games A little too close And it's a team that Can get caught and it's one of these things And you see this in boxing uh, You play too much of fire You play with fire too often And you eventually you're going to get hit And this is you know Anderson Silva had fights like this where he would showboat a little bit too much and then he would get hit and he would get knocked out. And football is very similar. If you play with fire a little too much, you're gonna play the right team, and the right team's gonna punch you in the mouth, and it's just you're not gonna be able to completely come back. So it's one of these things. It's one of these things that we look at and we we say, okay, well, what team are we getting? Uh, week to week, and, and so as we get into a playoffs, it's one of those things to look at and look for um, and concerning the Chiefs. The Chiefs, are, they won the first, the, the they clinched the one seed, and I know it's crazy to say this to a team that's only lost once, but uh, it's important to know. Uh, Some about the Jets, the Jets who beat the Browns, the Jets who have now on two straight the the Jets who went from uh, editing and photoshopping pictures of uh, Trevor Lawrence to now maybe getting the the Ohio State quarterback fields um, their fans who have been kicked in the in 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 the growing, kicked in the heart, kicked in the face, kicked in the chin. Um, just get keep getting kicked all over the place by this team. And so what we have is is this team now that that wins too straight. Their fans are upset and rightfully so. But on the other hand I think that the the Jets are a team that their culture's so jacked up. It's such a it's such a losing. The culture's so rich in losing that you need. I don't know. I think if this was like the, the Dolphins last year, for example, kind of looked like they were they were tanking, and then all of a sudden they weren't, and now they they, they were able to build on it. The 49ers went through this uh, like three years ago when Jimmy first got there. And so it's one of these things that losing affects everybody. And one of the ways that losing affects you and, and tanking specifically, and you started with the, the Lakers and the, and the Sixers in the NBA, it just creates this mentality of losing where nobody's accountable, nobody's a good teammate, nobody cares about the other guy uh, next to them, no, nobody cares about any of that stuff. And that stuff may not win you games. It might not win you a game to, say, high five and, and be a good t- teammate. It might not make a tackle. It might not throw a pass and, and catch touchdowns and rush for a touchdown. But it definitely does affect the attitude and affects the the way guys step on the field. And we saw this with Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams, who is an amazing player. He's an amazing safety But he was there, and and he wasn't able to change the, the culture because he played for Jamal Adams and it's not a dig on jamal adams it's a dig on the on the jets because whenever you have a team like the jets with the culture so jacked up so terrible such a losing culture what you get is guys playing for themselves for the name on the back of the jersey and not for the name in front of the jersey which is uh, which is what we see with the jets so it's and so the jets will get whoever and they'll probably still suck uh their gm is is good i like their gm but um who what coach can they bring in it's not a situation where you say well it's a desirable situation because at least you got the number one pick it's like well you got the number two pick and so the Jaguars all of a sudden are a very desirable situation unless they get Trent Baalke. They get Trent Baalke. Um, <laughs> good luck. He does, he burned the 49ers to the ground. So he supposedly he might be the guy there who, who takes over his GM. Which um, Trent Baalke, number public enemy number one for 49er fans. One of many I, I could I should say. The Browns. The Browns on the other hand. Idiots as well. They needed this game. That they're they're in contention to make the playoffs. If they would have beat the Jets, they would have been in the playoffs, clinched. And now they have to go against Pittsburgh, a rival, against Mason Rudolph, who's who. I mean, it's Mason Rudolph, but still, it's the Steelers and Browns. the The Steelers always seem to beat the Browns. And, and uh, if you're the Steelers, uh, I don't think nothing would give you much joy. In the last game of the season than to know that You're the reason why the Browns didn't make the playoffs So the Browns definitely did brown things And, and they left that game on On the On the table And, and, and the Jets took it uh, The Steelers finally won a game um, So I guess everything is fine now Juju Didn't dance on the logo of the opposing team, I mean the game they were in Pittsburgh, but still, but they did dance after the game in the locker room. So shout out to them. Um, in terms of the Bears, the Bears, we talked about them. They got the gift that the Niners gave them for Christmas, and they turned it into a win. And finally, um, the Bills beat the the Pats, and the Bills. Uh, the Bills are on their way to such an amazing season. It'd be kind of cool to see them win the Super Bowl. Um, and Dwayne and Dwayne Haskins released from from Washington. Um, I think this is a guy who, and he got benched on Sunday too. But this is a, a guy who's selfish in his first. In his first few seasons in the NFL, something the, the biggest takeaway is just a selfish guy um, and all these incidents that have has happened with him. Uh, will he get another shot? I don't know. Uh, I just, one of the things we learn about quarterbacks is quarterbacks, um quarterbacks, you, you want them to be leaders and not necessarily guys who never say anything terrible but uh, just guys that don't do stupid things and and, and things to distract and you go down the line of these quarterbacks all the great ones don't do anything to distract they're pretty boring off the field, uh, and even the new guys from Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. Um, these guys are exciting on the field, but you don't hear about these guys doing much off the field because it's all football, and and it's the one position where you can't be a crazy person. and And this isn't a a thing of oh well, you know, don't go clubbing because I'm sure they all do this when you do it know when to do it in the middle and then in, in, in the in the midst of a pa- pandemic in the midst of, 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 a, of a regular season where you're in the position to make the playoffs you don't go to a strip club you don't do that and so he gets released he gets benched and then he gets released uh, so we'll see where we see Dwayne Haskins next if ever again week 17 Week 17, we'll start off Seahawks Niners. The Seahawks clinched the division on Sunday when they beat the Rams, and so Seahawks Niners. Because I want to, I just want to talk about the the Niners. Uh, the Niners um, are closing out the year. No Jimmy this week, uh, but and no Brian Ayuk, Brandon Ayuk, and no. Um, and and that's it. Yeah. So it's going to be the last game of the season for this year team that never quit. That they didn't quit on on their coaches. They didn't quit on on themselves. And it's a team that next year will definitely have a lot to play for. Um, and so yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. We'll see what they do in terms of. Um, in terms of all of their decisions in, in the in the offseason, it looks like this is going to be the last game of the year for the last, the last time. I don't even think Richard Sherman is playing, but the last time we'll see Richard Sherman in a 49er as part of the 49ers as it's becoming really unlikely that he will be back next year, uh, which sucks because he, he was such a great... Uh, such a great, uh, such a great guy, and such a great leader. I think it's it's been one of the best leaders for the 49ers uh, in quite some time. And so, Niners uh, go up against the the Seattle team that. Is, is as suspect as they get uh, as flawed as they get a team that Jamal Adams is now saying this is the best defense in the NFL uh, which is ridiculous but whatever um, so yeah we'll see we'll see how that one goes um, as both teams really have not much to play for um, as we go to well, actually take that back the Seahawks have a lot to play for the Seahawks at 12 and four. At eleven and four, I'm already saying they're gonna win. If the Seahawks win and the Packers lose, they'll both be at twelve and four. And if the Orleans lose, Seattle takes the number one seed, I believe. If yeah, so Seattle needs to win this game. Seattle's playing for the number one seed, potentially, and so they, they need the game in order to um, in order to advance in the in order to get possibly the number one seed. And so it's it's going to be a, a game where the Seahawks will play for something because they have something to play for. So keep that in mind as you as you watch. As you watch these these games and, and how all of this will play out, because it, it is one of those, it is one of these things that, as we look at everything that's happening, uh, we'll, we'll definitely have to ask ours. We'll definitely be monitoring throughout. So Seattle needs to win in order to clinch the number one seed. So we'll do NFC first in terms of the playoffs and the scenarios and all of that. And then, so yeah, so they so they need Green Bay loss and the New Orleans loss gives Seattle the number one seed. Which again, it's if there's no fans, so it's not like you get this home field advantage, the traditional home field advantage. But the biggest home field advantage you can get is that you don't have to travel anywhere, which is better than nothing. Then we get a so let's do the top seed. So Green Bay plays the Bears. So so Green Bay clinches the number one in a first round bye. They clinch the first round by with a win or a tie. They beat or they tie the the, the Bears or a Seattle loss or tie. So either one. So either so they, they have they if they win, they they get it, or they lose and Seattle loses, they get it. So it's a little bit more wiggle room, but I, I would suspect that Aaron Rodgers is going to try to go and, and beat beat his uh, nemesis, the, the Chicago Bears, on Sunday. And then we'll look at, for New Orleans, New Orleans who, on Sunday, they are at, at the Panthers. They need... A win and a Green Bay loss and a Seattle loss and a Seattle win. They need to win. They need Green Bay to lose and they need Seattle to win in order to get in, as they own the tiebreakers of all of those. So um, definitely a lot going on there um, for all of that to happen. Um, and so, so we hit. So let's talk about the. The Bears and Packers. The Packers are playing the Bears are playing for a playoff spot. So as we mentioned them, the, the Bears they need a win. They need a Chicago loss. Or, in the craziest of, of scenarios, if Chicago and Arizona both tie, they get in. So they need any one of those three things to happen: a straight-up win or an Arizona loss, or a tie from both, and they get in. Arizona going up against the Rams, and we'll talk about this game a second. First, um, Packers, Bears, uh, divisional game, Trubisky, Rodgers. Rodgers clearly has, has been amazing this season, and Rodgers might have won the MVP last week with his performance against the Titans. But it's it's going to be an interesting game because the the, the, the Bears' defense is good enough to, to cause trouble on the on the offense of the the Packers. The Packers are a team that they move the ball very well. Their running game is not as great, but they, they're able to do enough win their passing game to to cover their their lack of running. Can can the, the Bears be physical? Can they they out Be more physical than the Packers. That's how you beat the Packers. You beat the Packers by beating them up, by just getting in their face, hitting them and hitting them hard is how the 49ers beat them up last last year. It's how you're going to beat the Packers. Can you hit them? Can you be more aggressive? And can you just be more physical? Uh, David Montgomery has been a lot better. So can he run better? Can they control the clock? Can they do all these things? Can they, can they, can they? I don't know. The Packers have looked better. The Packers are going to be... um, on the road, and we all know the track record of Aaron Rodgers in Chicago. So we'll see. The second game: the Rams versus the the Rams versus the the Cardinals. The Cardinals. So so let's the Rams. In order to make it, they need a win or a Chicago loss. And Arizona gets in with a win. Or a tie and a Chicago tie And a Chicago loss So, these two teams play each other These are two teams The Rams are So the Rams won't have Cooper Cup And chances are they won't have Jared Goff This game So, yeah uh, Sean McVay is going to have to Come up with something. Sean McVeigh is a better coach than Kingsbury. I trust Sean McVay more, so I would ex- I would hope that they they he's able to come up with some com- some kind of game plan to beat the uh, the Cardinals. If and so we'll see. The Rams are are a team that can rush. They're uh, they. They can put Jalen Ramsey on Hopkins, so that can that's definitely going to neutralize all of that. You're going to need Christian Kirk and Keyshawn Johnson and all these guys to play a, a big role. You're going to need the Cardinals are going to need uh, uh, Drake to be able to, to produce more than what he did on, on Saturday. Versus the 49ers, and Kyler Murray is going to have to beat Kyler Murray, the complete version of that, if they want to ch- if they want to win. On the other side, the, the Rams have to be aggressive. They have to be uh, composed. They have to be and disciplined on defense. Keep everything in front of them, and 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 they just have to be able to get to Kyler Murray and rough him up. Kyler Murray is showing that. The more you hit him, and he got hit a bunch in the Niner game, the more you hit him, the less. Because it, it might be one of those things that Colin Murray is saying, hey, you know what? I don't want to run that much. I'm getting hit. And maybe that's what it is. So it's going to be one of these things that the Rams are going to have to be physical, but disciplined. And on offense, don't turn the ball over, play it smart. Run the ball, be physical, and that's going to be the key for them heading into into that game. And for, let's do New Orleans, uh, New Orleans Panthers. Uh, New Orleans struggles against the Panthers. It's a divisional game. They should beat them, but, you know, Teddy Two Gloves, you never know what can happen there. Um, So they need to win. They need a Green Bay loss and a Seattle win in order for them to clinch clinch the first round bye. For Washington, as we hit to Washington, the Washington Football Team they go up against the Philadelphia Eagles who, who uh, lost on on Sunday to the to the Cowboys in a game where it's it was embarrassing for the Eagles because they, had they won that game they would have still been in contention they lose they get eliminated so Washington with Hinky as their quarterback they need. A win So if they win they, they, they go to the playoffs They clinch They, they win the NFC East, They go to the playoffs Or If they tie And a Dallas tie Or loss Then they're in So There you go And Dallas gets in And Dallas The, the Cowboys They play um, they, they, they go up against the Giants On, uh, on Sunday they need a win, plus a, a, a Washington loss, or a tie, or the the Cowboys can get in if they tie, and and Washington loses. So the Cowboys need more help. The Cowboys need the Eagles to to. ...to do them a solid and beat them, and they need to take care of business and beat the Giants in order to get in. And the Giants get in. If they win, if they beat the Cowboys, they beat the Cowboys and and Washington loses, then they get in. They win the NFC. So a lot of things to play for as we enter the last week of the season. Washington, their defense has been spectacular. Their front seven is is ridiculous. Chase Young has been everything and more. and he's been exactly what they advertised. He's not as good as Nick Bosa, so let's pump the brakes on that. But he's really good. And something about these these Ohio State DNs is just ridiculous. How they how they've produced Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa, and now Chase Young. On the other side, we get um, McLaurin. On the other side, I meant like on the offensive side. McLaurin's going to be out possibly, and so we'll see how that goes we'll see all these things how how they how they Maneuver around and how everything looks for this team. Uh, Robert Vera has done a good job, which we all knew he was. He would. He, he's such a, a veteran coach and a good coach to have for a young team like that. Um, Washington's their defense is the the, the, the going to be the key. Jalen Hurts makes mistakes. He's he's good. He's fine. He's okay, but he makes mistakes and he 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 just. He is. It, it isn't. You know. It's just. He's a rookie, so he does rookie things. On the other side, Washington just needs to to not turn the ball over, and that's really the key for these teams that don't have a Mahomes, that don't have this elite quarterback. Don't turn the ball over. Keep it simple. Keep it moving, and you'll be fine. And it's been the recipe for Washington all year long. That's the NFC. And as we turn to the AFC, the AFC. We'll start with... We'll start with Tennessee. We'll start with Tennessee. Tennessee can clinch... So Tennessee will tell you who they play. The Tennessee Titans play the Texans. Tennessee will clinch the AFC South with a win or an Indiana Indianapolis loss. Or if Tennessee ties... And Indy ties, then they get in. So they need, if they win, they're in. So just beat the Texans, and you're in. The Titans are better. Their defense is not that great. Deshaun Watson is amazing. He needs to get out of there. 49ers, please, please just offer them a bunch of first-round picks. Do an NBA type of offer for Deshaun Jackson. Bring him to San Francisco uh, with Kyle Shanahan. That would be amazing. Anyway. Tennessee needs to win, which a game they should win. You, you, if you're going to make the playoffs, you should beat them. Um, and so we'll see how it goes. You saw J.J. Watt's uh, press conference. Who I wonder who he was calling out. If you haven't seen it, you can YouTube it or Google it, um, where he says, you know, it gives this passionate speech about how the players need to care about the fans and, and all of these things. Tennessee can also get in. So, say they don't win the AFC South. So, for the for Indy to win the AFC South, they need a win, and they need a loss from Tennessee, Uh, or if they tie and Tennessee loses, then they're in as the AFC South leader. So, but Tennessee can still get in even if they don't win the AFC South with a Baltimore loss, with a Miami loss. Tennessee tie and a Cleveland loss, or a Tennessee tie and a Miami tie, or a Tennessee tie and a Baltimore tie. Obviously, the easiest thing, take care of business, beat the Texans, and you're in, and you don't need any of this madness. So, we'll see how that turns out. For the Colts, the Colts play on Sunday, they get the... They will go up against the Jaguars, the one in fourteen Jaguars, the Jaguars who have no interest in winning, have no real reason to try to win, as they. Well, actually, you know what? They locked up the number one overall pick in the NFL, in the NFL draft. So, the Colts if they win, and Tennessee loses, or they tie, or Tennessee ties, then they're in as the AOC South. If Indy ties and Tennessee loses, then they're in. As the AFC representative, AFC South representative, they can still get in without clinching the division if this happens. If they win and Baltimore loses or ties, then they're in. They also get in if they win and Cleveland loses or ties. They get in if Indy wins and Miami loses or ties. If Indy ties and Baltimore loses, they're in. If Indy ties and Cleveland loses, they're in. Or if they, they tie and Miami loses, they're in. So uh, just a lot of scenarios. I, I think that the, the most the easiest thing to say and to assume is Tennessee will beat the Texans and they'll be in as the AFC South. And I don't know. It, it's kind of interesting. I. I I think the Browns might lose, and and if Indy beats the Jaguars, which I think they are, then all of a sudden Indy's in. So we'll see, we'll see how it plays out. Now let's look at Miami. Miami, who goes up against? Uh, they play the the Bills. The Bills who are twelve and three. The Bills who are going in hot. The Bills who, who just I don't, I think. Even though they've clinched everything, I don't think they, they will really want anything messing with their with their momentum. Miami can make the playoffs with a win or a Baltimore loss. They, so they may so this is an scenario. If Miami beats the bills outright they're in or, If Baltimore loses, they're in If Cleveland loses, or if Cleveland Loses, they're in Or if Indy loses, they're in Or if Miami ties And Baltimore tie, then they're in Or if Miami ties and Cleveland ties, they're in Or if Miami ties and Indy Ties, they're in Or if Miami ties and Tennessee Loses, they're in So for Miami You're going to have to beat The The Bills. The Bills are the class of the AFC East. They're the best team. They're probably the second best team in all of football, the way they've been playing. And what they do at quarterback is interesting because Tua got benched in the fourth quarter against the Raiders on Saturday for Fitzpatrick. And it's one of these things that eventually you're going to have to just ride with Tua and let him take you there, or let him not take you there. You're going to have to succeed or fail with Tua, and I think it's a mistake that what they're doing and pulling Tua and, and hoping that Fitzpatrick can save them. And Fitzpatrick, he's okay, but Fitzpatrick has his moments where when the magic wears off, Fitzpatrick is not... It's exactly what he's always been, a middle-of-the-road to lower-tier type of QB. Um, so we'll see how Miami plays it. Miami's defense is is really good. Their offense is okay. Uh, they're going up against a, a, a Bills team that moves the ball, and, and they move the ball very well. Stefan Diggs is, is ridiculous now that he's with Josh Allen. So... How Miami plays this game and how disciplined they stay, and how how much are they able to control the clock will be key to to beating the Bills. Um, and and we just saw. I just read you other the ways they can get it. Can they can get it? Baltimore, Baltimore, who will go up against? I think they play the Bengals on on Sunday. Yeah. Ravens at Bengals. The Baltimore Ravens are in if they win, or if Cleveland loses, or if Indy loses, or if Baltimore ties and Miami loses, they're in. If Baltimore ties and Tennessee loses, they're in. If Baltimore ties and and Cleveland ties, they're in. Or if Baltimore ties and Indy ties, then they're in. So Baltimore... Against the the Bengals It's an easier matchup uh, So they should be able to beat the Bengals They should be able to take care of business And and be able to move on From the Bengals And advance to the playoffs uh, As the the Ravens Are are starting to To hit their stride And the Cleveland Browns as they go up Against Mason Rudolph In the Pittsburgh Steelers Cleveland needs a win Or an Indy loss, or Tennessee loss, a Miami win, or a tie, and a Baltimore win, or a tie. Or if Cleveland ties and Baltimore loses, they're in. If Cleveland ties and Miami loses, they're in. If Cleveland ties and Tennessee loses, they're in. If Cleveland ties and Indy ties, then they're in. Or if the Cleveland ties, Tennessee ties, and Baltimore wins and Miami win, then they're in. Obviously, for the Browns, more complicated. They're going up against uh, probably the hardest team in terms of uh, just the division rival. They they always seem to struggle against the Steelers. Uh, You're also trusting that the Baker Mayfield can do, can pull off a good game versus Pittsburgh, which is a hard thing to ask, even though it's Mason Rudolph. Can we trust Baker in a tough game? We'll find out. (laughs) We'll find out on on Sunday. So we'll see how this goes. We'll see how all of this plays out. Um, We'll have a pot on Sunday uh, just talking all this this out, Just, just reviewing the week that was in the last week. And then next week, We'll have a preview, a playoff preview, a wild card playoff preview, um, where we talk about the playoffs and, and the pre- We'll preview all the games that, that we'll get. Um, so yeah, let's talk about boxing. Boxing. Luke Campbell, Ryan Garcia, Saturday night on the zone. Luke Campbell, who is the gold glove, who is uh, the gold medalist. He won a gold medal, which is something you're going to hear a lot on Saturday. And he is 23 and 3. He is a, a guy who is very, he, he's probably going to be the best player that he, that. The best fighter that Ryan Garcia Has gone up against He has lost to Visali Lomachenko In a unanimous decision He's lost to Jorge Linares In a split decision And he's lost to Ivan Mendy All three guys that are That are or at one point or another, top in the in that division. Uh, Luke is a real guy going up against Ryan Garcia. Who I think the biggest knock people have on him is he talks too much for a guy who hasn't done much. And so this is it. Luke Campbell is his best competition. If he can go in there and dominate, or. Look good against Luke Campbell and win, then he's arrived. I think Luke Campbell poses a good threat because Luke Campbell is a guy who who boxes very well. He's he's a southpaw, and so it's it's definitely gonna be a different look for for uh, Ryan Garcia as he's in there. Uh, Luke Campbell is able to to get in and and he he's just. A very solid boxer all around he, he doesn't do many mistakes he is a guy who has low key power his power is very deceptive and as he's got up he, he, he rises to the challenge of every single match he, he gets uh, he was able to redeem himself versus Mendy when, when he beat him um, and so he he's just he answers the call every time and he always shows himself well um, against Mendy uh, against Mendy against anybody. But against Mendy in the second fight he 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 clearly won. And against Lomachenko uh, I think it was a hard one to for him, but he definitely looked very good against Lomachenko. He 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 took him the distance, and and so Luke Campbell's not going to be the a guy that Ryan Garcia is going to knock out in the first round. If he does, obviously, then Ryan Garcia is legit. Ryan Garcia's coming in and he he he's, he trains with Eddie Reynoso now, uh, Canelo's guys. Um, Ryan Garcia who. Is still perfect in his record. He's, he has yet to lose. And one of the things that boxing always does, boxing eventually will expose you for who you are. So he's 20 and 0 and he's beat everyone that they've put in front of him. He's looked good and obviously he's a guy who garners a lot of hate, a lot of criticism. I think we're going to see a Ryan Garcia who's ready for this. I think Ryan Garcia has been is being molded by the Reynosos by Canelo to be able to, to be a professional and I think this is the next step for Ryan Garcia um Ryan Garcia obviously has a lot of power. He has a lot of speed. I think that's gonna pose a lot of trouble for Luke Campbell throughout the fight. I think for Luke Campbell, he's gonna pose a lot of problems in terms of um, just his discipline, his his experience uh, with his talent. And, and Garcia at this point has either fought guys with experience who don't have the talent or guys with the talent with zero experience. And so, as he goes up against Luke Campbell, this is going to be the best blend, the best fighter by a lot that he's played against. So, can Ryan Garcia set traps can Ryan Garcia pick up on the things that that Luke Campbell throwing his way as well uh, and ultimately this you know like every fight it, it's it's, a, it's 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 styles if Luke Campbell can somehow, or if he's able to, to, to adjust to the speed of Ryan Garcia, then we're going to see a very good fight. If Ryan Garcia's speed is, is, is trouble early on, then it will be a short fight. And so it's all it's all going to, we're all going to see this fight, and this, these are the two things to look for. How does Luke Campbell deal with the speed? And how does Ryan Garcia deal with the experience? Depending on how, these, uh, how both of these guys um, hit on these two things, and depending on how they react to those two things, it's the type of fight we're going to get. If Ryan Garcia does not react well to the experience, if he's constantly getting outboxed, if he's, if he, if he's getting trapped and, and falling into the traps of Luke Campbell, then Luke Campbell might, could very well beat him. Ryan Garcia could lose this fight. Uh, this isn't one of these things where he's going up against a guy who, even if he fights a perfect fight, he, Ryan Garcia is still going to win. Luke Campbell could beat him. On the other side, can Ryan Garcia speed? Can Luke Campbell adjust to the speed? Can he handle the speed? Forget the power, because power, the power is there. But one of the things that makes... Ryan Garcia's power, all that more dangerous, is his speed. Because if you're slow and are are powerful, well, uh, you're going to have to do a lot more work to land your power shot. Ryan Garcia is extremely fast, so he's able to land his power shots a lot easier because he has quick hands as well. How do all these things come together? It's what we're going to see. I have Ryan Garcia... Luke Campbell, I think this, is, this Should be a good fight I think it goes to the 7th round Luke Campbell gets stopped And Ryan Garcia proves that he is the real deal And I think that that's what we're going to see On Saturday uh, Ryan Garcia's turn uh, to, to climb up the ranks and, and maybe fight Devin Haney Maybe fight Tank uh, Maybe go into all these th- fights That I think he's ready for And we'll see And maybe, maybe We'll get all of these haters uh, and all of these critics uh, talking to you, David Escamilla, um, to back off a little bit, show some respect to, uh, to Ryan Garcia. So that's the pod. That's the NFL. That's boxing. Uh, we'll have a... a the reaction to the fight on Sunday, as well as, as well with the uh, as well as a wrap up to week 17. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, keep an eye out. We have we did an NBA Mondays pod yesterday, so go out and check that out. We have uh, a pod coming up. Tomorrow, I think, or Friday, on New Year's, that, that Albert and Ed and I and myself did. So shout out to those guys, and we'll have a pod on Sunday, wrapping up the NFL. The season that was, and talking about some boxing. So, until next time, you can follow us on Instagram brewthoughts.podcast Podcast. You can check out all our videos. Uh, follow us on on YouTube and see all our coffee videos there. And you can follow, rate, review, subscribe. Um, Spotify and Apple music, it definitely helps. Please spread the word, uh, share it with your friends. Um, you know what? even if you don't listen to it, just you know open it up right before you go to sleep and just leave it playing you know just have it the volume all the way down just whatever you gotta do um, but listen to our pod tell other people about our pod it definitely helps thank you so much for listening this has been german for the Brew thoughts podcast until next time drink better coffee